I'm former Congressman Gary Franks. And I'm his son, Gary. I'm millennial. We're discussing everything from politics to sports and pop culture. From very different perspectives. We speak frankly. Welcome back. How are you doing, Gary Jr.? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. Well, fans, we're very, very thankful that you have come back again to listen to our podcast. We've done well over 100 shows right now, going into our second year. And here we go again. It is about time for the NBA All-Star Game. Now, Gary, last week they they selected the top five or the starting five for the East and for for the West. Uh, You know... I was. I know we're gonna get started and talk about the reserves. We're gonna talk about the reserves for the East and the West. But I was a little disappointed in some of the selections, and I'm glad that the guy by the name of Stephen A. Smith joined me in his disappointment in one of the selections as well. And you know what I'm talking about, Gary. But I'll I'll, I'll let you say hello to our audience first. <laughs> uh yes, and uh, let's add this as well. We actually did pretty good picking the All Star selections. I think the only two that we didn't get. Whether two, I don't think anyone in the world got. Uh, so we'll take that. You know, we'll whoop on the back, with, you know, for that one. But let's mm-hmm. talk about the one that that I think is, you know, the most interesting one in the Western Conference first before we get to the other one that may have uh, frustrated you, and that's Andrew Wiggins being an All Star. Yeah, uh, let's, I don't see it. Let's let's <laughs> congratulate him first on becoming an All Star. Uh, he's gone through a lot in his career. Uh, at a lot of points, people thought he was a losing player. And now that he's on the Golden State Warriors, he's a winning player, and he was a, a big contributor to that team when Klay Thompson was not there. However, he should not be on the All-Star team, period. That's just my opinion. I don't think he belongs at all on that team. I think there's a, you know, there's a few other guys you can mention, but we also understand that because Paul George and Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard, are, you know, well, well, two of them, uh, have been hurt for most of the season, and Kawhi hasn't played a game this entire year. That it's understandable why they're not, you know, they're not a, uh, you know, there's not a lot of small forwards. Yeah, Gary, you know, I, I I agree with you to an extent. I do not see Wiggins as being a starter. I mean, that that's that's really a, a non-starter. And as we go through our reserves, I think it'll, it'll become even more clear that he should not be a starter. But I am very happy, as I alluded to earlier in the show, that. Stephen A. Smith agreed with me, and we talked about this in the past, Gary, the lack of love for centers and the um, all-star battling or selection. And we know that not only the fans vote, but also the uh, press corps has a chance, the media has a chance to to weigh in also. And for both of them to miss it is very sad because uh, the center position is a very important position. It's an integral part of basketball, has always been from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s throughout Ask Shaq Shaquille O'Neal and ask Willis Reed, ask what Bill Russell. I mean, there's scores of people you can ask about that. And this guy has played his heart out. I had him on the first team. I, and Stephen A would also have him on the first team, and that is Rudy Gobert. The guy has done everything you can ask for a center to do. Uh, he clogs the middle, plays extremely good, good defense, gets you 16 points a game, shoots 70-something percent from the field. Oh, by the way, those are the best numbers in basketball. Yeah, but the top rebounder in basketball does not make the first team or is over a guy who averaged 18 points a game, four rebounds, and two assists a game. 
Uh, give me a break. Damn, let's look at the records. Well, you know, Utah has always been pretty solid. They're not ahead of the Golden State, but they don't have a guy by the name of Steph Curry either. So the bottom line of it is to have Rudy Gobert not be on the first team when they show him very little respect over they have over the years. Anyhow, and he's having a great year. And as you had mentioned before, Gary, the superstars of basketball in the West aren't playing. They're hurt or have been hurt during the, during the season, whether it's Anthony Davis or or George Paul, who, uh, who's, uh, who's only played 25, 26 games this year, barely half of the games has been played, or whether you have Ka Kawhi Leonard, who hasn't played, I don't think, at all this year. And so in a year that, that is devoid of such superstars, there's no way that Rudy should, be get, should have been given a snub on this. Now, I'm also upset with the other one. Now, Young. Now, okay. Now before, before we get to that, let's make this clear as well, is that uh, if this was the normal setting when the center was uh, was around and you actually got a chance to vote for the center position, Rudy Gobert still wouldn't have started in that scenario either. No, he would Jokic not. Jokic would have been the starter. No, no, no. So he, would I not. Didn't, he would not. So, I agree with you, Gary. I'm saying so this, was, not, this was his year to, to slip in as a starter. That's what I'm, I'm right, agreeing with you. Right, but I'm saying – what I'm saying is that, though, it's not the end of the world, at least to me, it's not the end of the world that Rudy Gobert did not start on on the Western Conference All-Star team. But as you will see when we get to our reserves, there's plenty of other options that play the, the of guys who played the forward position that should have been starting over Andrew Wiggins, including a guy or two people I, I'm not a huge fan of. We can get to the Eastern Conference now with uh, with the Trey Young selection. Now, with, with, with Trey Young, they will come back here, and I, I, and I agree. I think that would be very, very clear with our other folks that we have selected as reserves that, um, you know, Wiggins, he may, to me, he could slip into that. Where you get, Let's see, you got two reserve guards, three reserve forwards, and two wild card type players. He could slip into that wild card position potentially, but I'm going to tell you who I have in those, those positions, as you will, a little later. Uh, but let's go back to the East. Now, we got one wrong. I think we both got one wrong on the East as well. And the one that we got wrong was uh, on the second guard, and they had picked Trey Young. And everyone saw the wisdom in going with the Rose. He's having a fantastic year. I think he has to be considered as one of the top players per the MVP voting this year, at least at this juncture. And, you know, I, I look at his running mate, and his running mate is doing almost exactly the same as he's doing. Zach Levine is averaging over 25 points a game, getting about five rebounds a game, 4.3 assists a game. And guess what they're doing that the Hawks aren't doing? They're winning. That's what they're doing. They're winning. And I think that that should be recognized. Now, so um, Trey Young, you can say, well, the you know, guys average 27 points a game. He has been playing just about, I think, every game, every uh, large minutes in the team has not performed well this year. I think he's getting a lot of, uh, of benefits for the, for his outstanding play in the playoffs as well, Gary. I think people, a lot of people remember that. And 27 points a game is nothing to sneeze at. And he's had a great year. I'm not saying that he should not be on the All-Star team. Yes, he sure should. But as a starter, I think it's a snub to the Bulls, which I think is a team that has shocked the basketball world. No one expected them to be riding on top. 
Right now, they're not. They're, I think they, they slipped into second place. Miami's on top now. But the bottom line of it is Zach Levine never gets the love that he should get. Never. And about, he, he deserves it this year. And uh, so I think that was an omission on the part of the media as well as the fans. So as the listeners know, I completely disagree with you on on Zach Levine uh, being an all-star starter, just simply because the Chicago, to me, the Chicago Bulls shouldn't have two starters if they're not the number one seed. And when they when the selections were made, they went the number one seed, and they're not the number one seed now. So, so it, it, it didn't really bother me at all that that was the case. As listeners uh, know that I picked James Harden, and you know mainly because I think, well, one, he's almost having a triple-double this season. And two, we know Kevin Durant's probably not going to play. So for the Brooklyn Nets to not have a starter in the All-Star game who's actually going to play is actually – uh, you know, not a good thing for the NBA, in my opinion. But uh, you know, we have to, you know, we have to look at it from this perspective. Trey Young, yes, he's played every game, but let's be fair to Trey Young. His second best player is nowhere near on the same level as Demar Derozan and Zach Levine have been playing this year. So, if we switch places and put Trey Young on the Chicago Bulls and put Zach Levine on the Atlanta Hawks, they're not winning either. So, you know, let's look at it from the perspective of one: Trey Young is a very popular player in the league whether we like it or not. And two, uh, you know, we can't be upset with the fact that Trey Young's going to be starting on the team because one thing for sure, he will bring excitement to the All-Star game. I agree with you there, Gary. And as I said earlier, I, I don't – obviously he should be an All-Star. And quite frankly, your argument about about uh, James Harden being a first-teamer, you know, that's hard to argue that. I mean, he has, he has truly been there for through thick and thin – for the uh, Brooklyn Nets, and and you know they're they're doing well. They're a little bit of a tailspin now, but they they've had a good year, and and he is averaging twenty three points a game, eight point one rebounds a game, and over ten assists a game. Second only to Chris Paul in the assist category. So, and he sacrifices a game a great deal. We all know that James Harden, if he wanted to, could throw up thirty points a game without a problem. And so. Um, but when you have all those individuals, to me, still, the guy who finishes at the bottom of that discussion would be Trey Young. And the bottom, I'm saying of Levine, I would go Levine, I would go Harden, and then Trey Young, as far as my selection for that second guard spot. So let's get into the reserves here uh, for the Eastern Conference, as we just ended with them. Who are your two guards for the Eastern Conference Reserves? Okay, my two guards for the Eastern Conference. Now, taking into, into consideration that um, I did not get my other two guys, my other person in, it's uh, pretty obvious that is Zach Levine would be my uh, top reserve, and he would be followed by, by James Harden. Uh, Levine, as we've talked about already, averaged 25 points a game, about five. Rebounds a game, 4.3 assists a game on a team that has, uh, well, it's been his team, quite frankly, until DeRosa came on on board, but I think it's still his team. Uh, the team would be uh, hard-pressed to win a lot of games without him being on that court. And he he is just an exciting player to uh, to look at, play, to, just, to, just very athletic, uh, smart player, good defensive player. And so I would, I would have him as one of the guard positions. And then James Harden, you know, former MVP, as I stated earlier, has sacrificed his game a great deal for, for the Brooklyn Nets. And as the Nets come back to being whole when Durant comes back and 
and when they play away games and then get Christie and they get uh they get Irving Irving back on the court, uh, you know, they're gonna be um, very tough to to contend with. So those are my two two guards for for the East, Gary. And what I completely do you have? agree. What do you have for the guards? Oh, yeah, those. And two I completely agree guards. with you. Uh, this is a no brainer. Uh, you know, at least to me, James Harden and Zach Levine. If they were the starting players, we wouldn't have a problem with it. So this is very easy. Um, so I'm gonna go to the forward positions and lead with that. Uh, my three forwards, and I believe one of them will obviously take Kevin Durant's place. I believe Jason Tatum will take Kevin Durant's place, even though I personally would like to see the second guy do it, which is Jimmy Butler, since having win, you know, have the number one seed at this point. And the third guy that I decided to choose was was this Jared is a tough Allen. Oh, okay. I told okay. Jared, I told Jared Allen he's averaging 16 points a game and 11 rebounds a game. I chose him for one reason. I need a Cavalier on the team. I can't not give love to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I had to give them somebody, and Jared Allen, to me, fits that position the best. And plus, I think the Eastern Conference team needs another center. I know that they're, you know, they don't do it that way anymore. But, you know, centers are very important, you know, to an all-star game. So guys aren't just running to the basket and dunking it every five seconds. So I really would like to see Jared Allen make it. And I think it'll be very interesting uh, to see him play. And most importantly, the Brooklyn Nets traded him for James Harden. So the fact that they that this will come full circle um, is something that's also very, very interesting as well. So those are my three quote unquote front court players that I'm going with. Excellent, Gary. Okay. Um, similarities. I, I do see Jason Tatum taking uh, Durant's spot. I mean, and well, and he deserves it. I mean, he's averaging about 26 points a game. Uh, we're not talking about the Celtics record. You know, they're struggling. But he's averaged 26 points a game, 29, 25.9 to be exact. He gets 8.4 rebounds a game and about four assists a game. No question, a great replacement for uh, – I mean, no one can replace the great Kevin Durant. But the person to, uh, to fill in for Durant uh, would be Tatum on my scorecard as well. Uh, also, we agree. We agree that uh, Jimmy Butler would be uh, one of the three forward spots because, uh, once again, we're putting Jason Tatum in the starting lineup. Um, where we disagree, I, I think I, I, we disagree on a couple. I have to mention mine then. I have uh, a couple surprises in there, Gary. One is the same guy you picked. I think Jared Allen deserves to be a starter. You know, 16 points a game, 11 rebounds a game. It's very good. I also liked his his running mate, which is uh, Evan Evan Mobley. But I think he needs a couple of more years. Jarrett is clearly the superior player in in that role for for the for the Cavs, and it'd be a you know it would be very inappropriate to have uh, Evan Mobley jump over him. But I think that they're they're quite a dynamic duel. They both get around 15, 16 points a game. Mobley gets about eight rebounds a game and two, two and a half assists a game. But Jared Allen deserves that spot, and I agree with you. The Cavs have to be mentioned here. And I, I even looked at, at and the wild card spot that Darius Garland, which we'll talk about a little later. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. But the other surprise one for, for, for me, Gary, or maybe a surprise to you, and it's only because I saw him play just recently, but I knew he was good, and I talked to you about him on the phone the other day, and that is Miles Bridges. I mean, I was very, very impressed by this guy. He plays for Charlotte. Charlotte's 28 and 22. They beat the Lakers the other day. 
and they are a, a solid team. They have they have Promley who who really plays good defense and gets a, a solid number of rebounds. And you have another guy I'm going to be talking about a little later, Lamelo Ball, the, the reigning rookie of the year. And and they're winning games. They're actually winning games consistently. They're very tough to beat at home. And I think the number one of the big reasons is because of, of the development of Miles Bridges. He only averaged about 12, 13 points a game last year. And now he's over 20. He's averaging 20 points a game, getting 7.3 rebounds a game, and getting about three and a half assists a game. And he has, he's a tough player. Scores from the outside, inside, and it would be nice to see a person like of this of, of this nature get get on the uh, All Star team. Another Michigan State guy, but um, you know, because we're going to talk about another Michigan State guy a little later um, for the for the Western Conference. So he would be my so called surprise pick, Gary, as far as the uh, that third spot. And then we're going to talk about our our wild card people. We have two more people after that. If you want to, you want to go on that first. Well. Well, you kind of picked four guys there, so. Oh no, no, no! Let me make it, make make it clear. Now I got Tatum taking the place of. Right, but you're right, right, right. And then Butler. Oh, you're right. I think it, yeah, okay. Technically, four. right, but but right. I understand what you're. I understand okay. what you're doing because you're replacing uh, right. Kevin Durant. So I I will also do that as well, and and the guy that uh that I think should have that spot is Sabonis. Oh, okay. I think mm-hmm. I think uh one. Sabonis had been there before he was there last year. And two, I think he's one of the most complete big men in the NBA. And we don't get a chance to really watch him uh, play very often. But I think Sabonis should be um, an all-star, even though the Indiana Pacers are a really bad team. We know that. But he is a very good player on that team. Um, And the reason why I do not have Miles Bridges on the team is because I'm about to do my wild cards because I don't think Charlotte should have more than one all-star on their team. And I think the other guy should be, at my first wild card, should be LaMelo Ball. And you know I'm not a LaMelo Ball fan. I've never been a LaMelo Ball fan, but he's proved me wrong. And I think the one thing that he will bring to the game is excitement. And when you're looking for a, a wild card spot, you're looking for just that, excitement. You know, he's averaging 19 points a game and about eight assists a game. But we all know, you know, his flashy uh, passes and his ability to shoot the ball from from three is why, you know, I believe he should be on this um, on the list. And the other guy for me is the guy that's actually been the best player on currently the number one team in the Eastern Conference, and that's Tyler Hero. Oh, Tyler Hero has okay. been the most consistent player. Okay. On the on the on the Miami Heat this season, averaging twenty points a game. And when you watch the the Miami Heat play. He's actually been a little better this season than Jimmy Butler has been. Now I'm not putting him. I'm not putting him ahead of Jimmy Butler because of the leadership role and the fact that Jimmy Butler, um, every night gets the toughest assignment from the uh, from the opposing team. But Tyler Heroes had a very good season this year, and I believe he should have the other wild card spot for the number one team in the NBA now at the Miami Heat. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, what I have for my uh, wild card, Gary, would be we just both talked about LaMelo Ball, and I agree. I, in fact, we're going to be very similar to a certain degree here. Uh, I think LaMelo should have that spot as the uh, so-called wild card on the reserves. Uh, he's had a very good year. And once again, Gary, he was very exciting in that game against the Lakers. Um, I don't see why he doesn't get more assists because he really does look to pass first. And I was surprised by that because I always thought it was – 
his brother who was the big passer and and LaMelo was the the guy who took uh, took shots from half court all the time cuz I think LaMelo when he was younger, you know, scored like 140 points in a game or whatever, something something incredible in the game. And and when I saw him playing I more than once I've seen him obviously playing in the NBA. He really he really looks the pass first and I, I, that was very impressive and he can hit his threes unlike his brother. And so um, that's not true. His brother can hit threes. His brother's has gotten a lot better in that category. You're right. He's helped the balls a lot. But 19.4 points a game, you know, that's that's very solid. The fact that he was rookie of the year last year, you know, shows that he's just continuing to climb. 7.3 rebounds a game and 7.6. I mean, he is 6'7, 7.6 assists a game. So I, I had Lamella Ball in one of the reserve spots, and I also had Sabonis. And one of the wild card spots, so to speak. Uh, what you know, you have is twelve rebounds a game and get five assists. You know, I don't care if your team is really doing extremely, you know, badly. Even though I looked at teams that weren't doing that, well, I looked at and from the West perspective, I looked at people like Brandon Ingram. We'll talk about the West in a minute, but I don't make that a death nail for for an All Star game if you're not, uh, especially for the reserves. For the starters, yeah, it's a little different criteria there. But for a reserve, no, if you're having a solid year, and Simonis is having a very solid year, 19 points a game, 12 rebounds a game, five assists a game, that's that's uh, very impressive. So I think we, we're on the same scorecard on that one as well, Gary. So now let's do the Western Conference. Um, again, do you want to start with your, with your guard positions? Okay, yes. Now, obviously, uh, we talked about this before, um, they did not. I'll just start with my, my two guards. My two guards in reserve would be um, Luka Doncic would be the first selection that I would put in that category. Solid, solid first half of the season, averaging twenty five point two points a game, about nine rebounds a game, eight point nine, and about nine assists a game, eight point seven. Very solid. The team is out of run now as well. And Luka Dantic would definitely be my one of my uh, choices for that guard position. The second guy is another person who has outstanding numbers. And in fact, um, the other day I saw him on TV as well. I think he had like 19 points in the first quarter. It was like ridiculous. But And that's Devin Booker. Devin Booker is also averaging 25 points a game. You're getting about 5.5 rebounds a game and about 4.5 assists a game. Uh, having a great year, but having a, a Devin Booker year. And so those two guys are no-brainers as well, just like Zach Levine and, and James Harden, to me, are no-brainers on the side of the East. Uh, Gary, who you have as your uh, two backup guards for the West? So, Gary, those are my two guards, Booker and Doncic. Uh, who do you have in, in, in the guard positions for the West as reserves? So, my two guards, I have – Oh, well, first, I do have Devin Booker as mm -hmm. one of the reserves, and I have his running mate, Chris Paul, as the other reserve okay, okay. guard position. Again, you have to give love to the Phoenix Suns being the number one seed in – not just in the Western Conference, but in basketball, mm -hmm. you know – so when that's the case, you got to have those two guys on the team. I get why they're not starters. They're not better than the other two guys. That's, you know, that's fair. But those two guys deserve to be in the All-Star game. Those are actually no-brainers, in my opinion. If they're not on the All-Star team, I'll be very surprised. Oh, no, I, I agree with you, Gary. I, I, uh, 
I agree with you. Uh, I'm going to talk about Chris Paul a little later. I don't have him as the uh, two backup, one of the two reserves, so to speak, but I'm going to show him love as one of the reserves. I think that I, I agree with everything you said about about um, Chris Paul. You know, averaging, in fact, he's getting close to 15 points a game now. It's 14.5, 14.7, something like that. And once again, leads the league in and and assists and second in the league in steals. And the team is winning. I mean, they're just they're just winning, and that that's without their their center. They're, they're playing without Anton, which is uh, you know something to be said about that. And they're only going to get better. So they're a young team, with the exception of Chris Paul, and they're going to get better as as time goes by. So I, I had him, but I had him as one of my wild card selections. So Gary, who do you have as um, you can start with the with the forwards or front court? Yes, call it. Yes, so. I- Yes, so I have your favorite player, Rudy Gobert, uh, one of the uh, reserves. Um, He deserves it. He deserves to be an all-star, just not a starter in my opinion. I think another guy that I think uh, uh, got a – so, yes, Rudy Gobert is the first uh, front-court reserve player I have, and the the other uh, front-court reserve player I have is the guy that I believe that should have been a starter, and that's Carl Anthony Towns. Mm. If he does not make the All-Star team, I think it will be a, uh, a real travesty for him because he's had a great season this year. And he's been one of the top three or four big men in the NBA. He doesn't get his credit at all. And I get it, the Minnesota Timberwolves are not a great basketball team, but he is an All-Star talent. And that's just something that we have to give him his, his credit and respect for. Just like Rudy Gobert. You know, Rudy Gobert is not the greatest player to watch in an All-Star game. Because no one's going to be blocking shots. Rebounds, okay, fine. So all he's going to be doing is, is catching lob dunks. Great. But he's an all-star, and you got to put him on the team. And the third guy I have is another guy that's also a quote-unquote very unsexy player for the for the uh, all-star game. And I, I, he's my least favorite player or, or my least favorite all-star type player. And that's Mr. Triple Single, Draymond Green. Uh, he deserves to make the team because – and in all seriousness, we see his value with the Golden State Warriors and how his ball movement and his ability to communicate on the defensive end and his leadership. You know, those players really listen to Draymond Green. And even though we may not think he has, quote unquote, uh, all star numbers per se, because I have it up right here, because I had to, you know, do a double take just to look at it again. And. He's averaging eight points, seven point nine <laughs> points, seven point six rebounds, seven point four assists. Right? However, what he does for his team is much more valuable than that. And I think he deserves to be an all-star uh player. In fact, I even thought he I even thought that he deserved to be an all-star starter over Andrew Wiggins because his value to the Golden State Warriors when everyone's healthy is massive. Is that massive to me? Those are the three front court players that I have. Okay. Okay. Um, it's always interesting to see uh, you give love to Draymond Green because I, ho- I know how much you don't like him. <laughs> but, you know, you respect his talent. And, I, and that's a good thing. Gary. That's a good thing. Because, I, you know, once again, I went out a whole thing about um, – I don't even want to say his name anymore. Well, I'm not going to say his name because he, he has not played for the Philadelphia 76ers all year. So what should I mention? him? Okay. Moving right along, the three players that I have in the front court positions would be uh, similar. Um, 
obviously, uh, in light of the fact that Rudy Gobert is not on the first team, like I would have recommended, uh, he he's one of the three. And I agree that Draymond deserves it, and he is triple single. Uh, <laughs> but I agree with everything you said as far as why why he should be on the team. Um, and then I, I I agree with you on on Carl Anthony Towns as well. Uh, I think the wild card person that may surprise you that I'm going to have. I mentioned one of my wild card people, that being Chris Paul, which is not a surprise. But I think so, my third, my other wild. Me, but, okay. Let me name the other wild card person because you just named your wild card. Person. No, I only mean, I only name one of my two wild cards. Right, okay. right, right. Okay. I'll match you. I'll match you one for one since you just did. Okay, that. okay. Uh, so one of my wild card players, and you've already mentioned him as well, so I'm not going to say too much about it. That's why I'm jumping in here. Okay. That's Luka Doncic. I think Luka obviously deserves to be an All Star. Mm-hmm. Um, he is. He is the Dallas Maverick team. He's not having it as great of a year, you know, as he did last year. But Luka is definitely an All Star talented player, and he deserves to be on the team. Okay. Okay. Now uh, I just want to say a little bit about Carl Anthony Towns because I too, Gary, expected him to be picked. I, I did. I said, I said, hey, Rudy doesn't get Rudy's should be on the team, the first team, but won't be because Carl Anthony Towns will beat him, but beat him out. But no, um, 24.2 points a game, almost 10 rebounds a game, and almost four assists a game. <laughs> if he's not on the all star team, there shouldn't be an all star game because he is definitely all star. He's an all-star caliber basketball player on a team that is doing better than last year. And I hope they'll they'll uh, make some noise, get to the playoffs, and make a little noise in the playoffs. Um, I say that because my wild card person, Gary, my second wild card person, uh, I, I have I'm struggling. I'm not sure which one I'm going to pick, quite frankly. I have I have one guy who is actually a teammate of Carl Anthony Towns. He's actually a teammate of Carl Anthony Towns, Gary. And I want to put him on as one of my wildcard players. So in that last spot, I'm looking at Anthony Edwards. I, once again, seeing him play a few times on TV, and I'm so impressed by the guy. I mean, they have a small forward, he's like 6'4". But He's averaging 22.9 points a game, getting about five rebounds a game and 3.7 assists a game. He is special. I really, I saw, I've seen him play a few times now, and I'm, I, I keep saying to myself, where does this guy come from? Where, 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 where did he come from? I, I know he went to Georgia and all that, and I think he was like the first pick in the first round of the draft. I'm saying. Where'd this guy come from? And I just just don't, it never clicks with me that this guy has been playing in the NBA for a couple of years or so. Uh, He was in the 2020 draft, and he is an outstanding player. And so to me, I would like to see him in that last spot. But then I, you know, I get get nudged a little bit by this guy. I think about, once again, George Paul should be on the the team, but he's only played like 20-something games. So, you know, I don't think he should qualify from that perspective alone. But I think about this other guy, Gary, and it's, it's Christoph Porzenkis. Now, he's seven feet three. When he was drafted by the Knicks, I said, oh, my God, the worst pick ever in the history of draft. Nope, wouldn't pass Kwame Brown. It wouldn't pass me a couple of But anyhow, I was very disappointed that they drafted him. 
And, and now he's averaging almost 20 points a game. And he's getting about eight rebounds a game and two assists a game. And playing with Dasik is not really, to me, a lot of fun. So he's doing that under adverse conditions. I think he was out. I won't blame him if he did. Um, but he, he's doing well. You can't knock 20 points a game and about eight rebounds a game. And and so I look at him and I say, hey, Dallas is doing doing very, you know, doing well at this point. You know, they're what were they? Well, they could get a little higher, but wherever they should be in that 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 neighborhood of you know that fourth, fifth, sixth spot, you know, around right around there. But I'm still going to go with Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards should get that number two spot. But then I say, I also say, hey, does Minnesota deserve two All Stars? So that's that's the problem that I have, Gary. So <laughs> it's hard. Right, I'll make it. So I'll make it easy for you. Okay. <laughs> so my second choice, and you, you did not mention him, is Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, averaging 25 and a half points a game, oh, okay. is the best player on the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. He has to be on the team. If we're going to put Rudy Gobert on the team, Donovan Mitchell has to be on the team. So, you know, this is, this okay. is the easy one. If you well, take Donovan Mitchell off the Utah Jazz, they're not even close to being a playoff team. You know, Gary – that's a good point. That's an excellent point. I, I did not think that he played the uh, enough games, quite frankly, but uh, he is the heart and soul of, of Utah. No question about it. Um, averaging 25.5 points a game, four rebounds a game, 5.2 assists a game. Um, and he has Connecticut roots. He played uh, high school basketball at prep school in Connecticut as well. So um, you're right. I think that he's a good, he would be a good 12th player selection. Um, but I still, I'm still going to lean for, and I don't think he's going to make it because I think Donovan Mitchell should make the cut. But hopefully, this year's performance will give the the voters and the fans um, more incentive next year potentially to uh, to look more closely at Presenskis as well as Anthony Edwards. Gary, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about uh, a great player, maybe the greatest of all time in the sport of football, his retirement announcement. So uh, what do you want to say about uh, Tom Brady, Gary? I love to hate him. But <laughs> let's get to the nitty-gritty of it. He's a seven-time Super Bowl champ. He won the, the Super Bowl MVP five times. It should have been more than that. Uh, he won the Most Valuable Player Award three times. As of now, he has the possibility of winning his fourth this season. He has a record or a record or retired the record of fifteen of uh, fifteen Pro Bowls selections. Wow, wow! He's been to an NFL record thirteen AFC Championship games, including wow. eight in a row from twenty eleven to twenty eighteen. And and obviously, we now know this as well that he's the first quarterback to win a Super Bowl in his home stadium. He did that last year with the Tampa Bay Bucks. There's really, you know, there's really not more to say about it. He's the clutchest quarterback to ever play the game of football. That's what makes him so scary. We were watching the games uh, a few weeks ago, and we were like, uh-oh, it's 27-3. This game's going to be over. Nope, not with Tom Brady playing quarterback. I knew it wasn't going to be over, and sure enough, he tied the game, and it wasn't for his defense uh, messing up the coverage. They probably, you know, they could have you know, they could have won that game. So uh, congratulations to a great career for Tom Brady, and uh, 
thank you for allowing us to see uh, your greatness throughout these years. Well, fans, all I can say is ditto. I admired, I admired Tom Brady for many, many years, and I've seen him for 22 years playing football. I've enjoyed his competitiveness, and we're going to miss you, Tom. We're going to miss you. So we're out of time for today. Don't forget to subscribe.